Is it just me? Or do you ever wonder, is that God's voice or mine? As Christian women who want to let him lead us in this with God life, sometimes it's hard to quiet the noise around us and, let's be honest, the noise inside us so that we can hear his voice above all the others. And then, often we second guess whether or not it was really him or just our great idea. Have you been there too? That's why today I want to introduce you to one of my very good friends, Megan Nilsson. Megan is a speaker, author, life coach, and founder of the Beautiful Exchange Community. She offers Christ-centered coaching for those seeking kingdom alignment and strategy during a transitional season in her faith, relationships, or vocational calling. She loves discerning what God put in the hearts of women that will help them walk in greater confidence, fulfillment, and purpose. Now do you see why I have her in my life? It was actually a discerning question that Megan asked me shortly after we first met that led to faith being up front and center with all I share through Redeem Her Time. Thank you, Megan. I'm forever grateful for your wisdom in challenging me to listen to God's voice. And friend, I know you're going to hear some wisdom today to apply in your life too. So listen in to our conversation. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time, and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Hey, Megan. Hi, Alyssa. I am so glad that you're here. So I want to welcome you to the Redeem Her Time podcast. And you and I get to hang out quite often um, because we are building kingdom businesses and God has aligned us in such an amazing way. But my audience has not had an opportunity to get to know you yet. So I want to start off by letting you introduce yourself and really focusing on who and what fills your time in this season in your life. Mm, Who and what fills my time? You do. You fill my time. <laughs> we get to meet with each other every month. Um, yes, I'm Megan Nilsson, and I'm a speaker, author, kingdom life coach. But really what fills my time a lot is uh, my marriage and my four kids. So I've been married to my husband, Scott, for 20, I don't know, eight-ish, seven, eight years, somewhere in there. And we have two kids in college. One is graduating in June and two kids in high school, one who's graduating also this spring. So it's that fills my time a ton. Um, but I would love to tell your audience how we met because we met in a networking group. And this was a group that is was not necessarily a Christian group. 
And I know that when I started my business and it was really um, kingdom focused, you know, we talk a lot in the, in the business world as Christians about whether your business is gospel centered or gospel forward, meaning like gospel forward is you're very open in your branding and your marketing about your faith and walking with people in the faith Um, or gospel centered means you yourself find high value in your faith, but you're not necessarily only working with Christian people, right? So we were meeting in this uh, networking group that was not gospel forward. So very much a more anything goes secular kind of group. And in those spaces, I, I I always find myself measuring my words. And so you were such an encouragement to me because when I'm in spaces where it's not everybody's a Christian and I say, yes, I'm a faith-based, you know, kingdom life coach. I mean, your face like lit up and immediately like, man, I have to talk to you about this. This is so amazing. My faith is so important to me. And so you have just been a huge blessing to me and an encouragement. So I just want to say that out loud for you uh, and your people. So you're just amazing. Thank you. And you guys, just so you know, like it was a one-on-one conversation that Megan and I had shortly after we met on that networking um, Zoom event, because we don't live in the same state or even Mm -hmm. the same time zone, that she asked a really pivotal question that really helped. I really heard God's voice through what the question she asked. And it opened me up to what God was saying and, and what he was doing and what he was stirring in me and what has led to redeem her time and it being so focused on the faith piece of it. So redeem her time would not exist without Megan and without the conversation that we had. So many thanks to you for Mm -hmm. sure. So, yeah. So Megan is a great person to have conversations with. I'm just going to say that right now. So um, you are going to love this. And I love she and I get to have these conversations all the time. And today you guys get to listen in. So I want to get right into it um, because I've been reading Megan's brand new book that just came out recently called Untangled Faith. Mm -hmm. And I love Megan that in it, you talk about not just having these surface level conversations, like getting deep, right? And this whole idea that earth is hard, right? We don't have to live more than a few moments in this world to know that life is often complicated, stressful, broken, and messy is in your introduction. And yet in the midst of this, we long for like kingdom things and the things that, that Jesus offers of peace and counsel and wisdom. So let's just start there about maybe that tension that we feel like living in the, the earth is hard place and yet longing for the his yoke is easy place. Mm. <laughs> Let's just start deep there. Let's not know, like, right? uh, what, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Earth is hard. I, that is, yeah, that goes without saying, I think that I said it in the book. And um, I, I think that I love that you bring up the shallow conversations. Um, it's so fascinating to me. And, and maybe a lot of people that listen to you will resonate with this, especially if they happen to be, Moms or even women in the workplace, uh, moms or not, there just is such a cultural um, space of shallowness. And I don't, I think it's because it's maybe it's easy. And I don't want to minimize having fun with your friends and talking about interesting things and entertaining each other. Like there's a high value in that for us to laugh and enjoy and have fun. But when the conversations just stay at that shallow level, and you don't get any deeper, I personally just don't believe there's a lot of like mutual challenge and growth. 
So I have spent the past decade, um, mostly because we adopted our younger two kids from Ethiopia in 2011. And when we brought them home, it really, really rocked my world. It was like, we heard God call us into this space. He invited us into this to expand our, our family in this way. And then when the kids came home, it was really, really difficult. So talk about earth is hard. That that was a, a deep truth then. And so I ended up going to counseling and hopefully talk in counseling is not shallow. Otherwise you might want to you're wasting your money. You might want to find somebody else, but yeah, seriously, my counselor, she just got straight to it. And she really said, you know what, Megan? Yeah, this is hard for you, but I need you to know that your highest calling is not as a mom right now. It's as a daughter of God. And if you find your truest identity in him, then things will begin to shift and you can, you know, things will begin to fall into place. And so that's really the catalyst that got me on this, like, whoa, what does it look like to live in that tension between earth is hard and following God can be hard in the fleshly sense. Like there is pain and suffering. Jesus is very clear that we are going to experience those things. However, he doesn't want to leave us there. He doesn't want to leave us in the heart. He wants to be with us in the heart. He wants us to be there for each other in the heart. And the only way to really elevate to that higher frequency, to that sort of on earth as it is in heaven, is to begin these conversations, to begin to explore our inner world and go, okay, this is hard. Circumstances are hard. And we can all probably listening right now, like lay out a list of a dozen circumstances that are difficult. Do we want to stay in that place? Do we want to kind of be in that place and just go, okay, well, it's really hard. And I just can't wait to get out of the pain. Or are we trusting that there's a God that loves us? who wants to bring his kingdom into our lives, bring the light and the love and, and the redemption into these spaces. And the only way to really uncover what that is, is to start talking about it and being honest about it and saying, God, what do you want me to know? How can you, how can you inform my thinking? Because right now my flesh is in pain and I can only see so far but I know in my heart of hearts that that is not the only thing. There are things that I cannot see. That's what faith is. So show me. And so that's been the the journey that I've been on the past decade or so. And then coaching women. And then ultimately this book that you're talking about, how do we, I specifically talk about writing and being honest with God in our thoughts and our writing and listening to him in that way. So that's what this particular book is about. I love that. And I love how, even though our human relationships, right, our relationships with those those friends that we are willing to go really deep, they're still not the same depth that we have with the Lord. They are a picture of that, right? Like if we just kind of hang out at the surface level places, like you said, we're not really truly connecting and really hearing each other's hearts and those longings and, you know, the things that are really down deep inside, and the same, I, I think is true, right. In our relationship with the Lord, I think a lot of times we can, you know, like walk around and be like, gosh, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel God. I don't hear his voice or, you know, that. And mm-hmm. I think we have to ask ourselves, am I taking the time to go deep with him? Or am I just kind of treading water here at the surface and um, just kind of maybe checking some boxes or going about my life almost like, yeah, it's just, you know, about, about me. And I know he's there, but not really an intricate part of that. Mm-hmm. So I love, yeah, going, going deep in both, in both places. And we know, um, yeah, that that makes all the difference in both of those types of relationships. One of the words you just used that I jotted down, I loved was asking God to inform our thinking. 
So I want to kind of like maybe dive into that a little bit, because in chapter one of your book, you start talking about your struggles with analysis paralysis, right? We are, we're thinking all the things and it makes it really hard to make decisions and to move forward. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit about what caused some of that um, for you and why you think that's becoming even more of an issue for Christian women today, this getting stuck in analysis paralysis. Yeah. Well, I think it's twofold. I mean, number one is just my personality. I'm a firstborn, so I'm generally kind of a people pleaser, kind of the responsible human being. You and I love to chat Enneagram, so I'm an Enneagram nine, which means I can see all sides of most issues. So I can, oh, I can see that and I can see that. So I can really kind of get stuck in that place of seeing the value, kind of the pros and cons of all kinds of things. And when you layer that with just culture and people's expectations, whether it's family expectations, church expectations, job, whatever it is, I just don't want to let anybody down. So I just naturally speaking, have a very hard time saying bold things or choosing bold things, or it doesn't even have to be bold. It just has to be something that is like really congruent with me and my faith and who I am because I don't really want to rock the boat. So perhaps some of the people listening will be like, Oh yeah, it's tough for me to make decisions that might, um, you know, just rock the waters a little bit in a relationship or in a situation. So that's, that's part of it. And then I think the second part is just more and more and more noise. So we live in a world that is constantly noisy unless we choose to shut some things off. And I know you talk a lot in your community about phone time and things like that. And that is just real. It's real. So we, we can absolutely be having inputs coming at us 24 seven if, if we choose that. And mm-hmm. that makes making decisions or being very centered in how we live difficult because we have millions of voices coming into our heart and mind at any given time through social media, the news, you name it, texts from our friends. And so we can continue to weigh those things or we can kind of pause those for a minute and go, okay, God, what, what do you want to say above all of this? Like here are all the inputs coming in, but I know that you have a truth, a kingdom truth that you want to give me. And the only way I believe to really channel that or receive that is to tune your frequency to him. I, I think of this analogy of the car radio. So maybe some of your listeners are old enough to remember <laughs> you're not, you don't always have your Bluetooth Spotify in, right? Like if you're kind of pressing the scan button, you know, it kind of jumps from frequency to frequency. And then some of them are kind of staticky and some are kind of coming in and you hear this country station or this Spanish station. You're like, nope, nope, moving along. Like, what does it look like to tune your mental frequency, your heart frequency to the Lord and not be jumping from channel to channel to channel and kind of staying there with him, getting his input, hearing his voice, and then moving from that place. Um, So I have a lot more I could say about how do you tune your frequency to him, but I love that analogy because it, it speaks to me anyway. I remember pressing the scan button oh, <laughs> sure. from station to station. I feel oh. like we can do that in life uh, very often. Totally. Totally. And you hit on so many things. You're, you're right. That we talk about on redeem for time, like those distractions that are always around us. And it seems like those voices keep getting louder and louder. You know, there are so many other agendas that are pushing their, um, 
themselves, you know, into our lives on a regular basis. I think I, I saw recently the average person sees 5,000 advertisements a day, which is wow. crazy. If you think about that and how much is just coming in. So of course it would be challenging to, to make decisions and things like that. And then, you know, I think you really hit on, sometimes it's easy to point our finger outside at all the distractions, right? All the things outside me that, you know, keep interrupting me. But yet mm-hmm. I have found that very often the, the real deepest distractions are rooted in my heart, right? And you, you touched on expectations um, and what that looks like, you know, whether it's perceived expectations or, you know, real expectations, but what we make it mean. And, you know, and, and who am I trying to please? You know, am I building, am I trying to please myself and building my kingdom? Am I trying to please this other person and building their kingdom? Or ultimately, am I trying to please the Lord and building his kingdom? Because we're going to have, right, the distractions, we're probably going to have expectations. I think it's a matter of where do we go with those things? It's not about completely, we we probably can't completely erase all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, but, but how am I responding to that? And what is it building as being a place? Yeah, And I think what comes to mind for me is kind of like, what are the first two commandments? Love God, then love others, love God, love others. So our first commandment is to love God above all. So right. that's where we're plugging in to his love, to the Holy Spirit, all of that. But the second command is to love other people as ourselves. So it's not like we go to the space where we like, well, God said this. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not in line. Like deal with it. Right. No, I love this kingdom work because it's not just about us and what we hear from the Lord. And therefore that that's it. End of story. That is the beginning. That is the beginning of wisdom. And yet to play it out, I think from start to finish in our life is the real kingdom work. How do we hear from the Lord, love and worship him and also love other people and respectfully say, I mean, this is the work that I've been doing in in the last decade of my life as well is finding that confidence and that authority with, with my relationship with the Lord and also being able to say to the people that I love, I love you. And here's what I hear the Lord telling me. Like, how can we work this out together? So it's not just this isolated, I hear, therefore it is. Mm. It's I hear, okay, Lord, how are you keeping me connected to the people in my life that I love so that we can still respect and honor one another, but but move forward with your guidance? Does that make sense? It totally does. And what I'm hearing, and, and tell me if this is kind of what you're saying, um, is that the loving of others is really an outflow of the loving him first. Absolutely. Yes that tends to then when we get filled up right with that, then that's, it's not going to be something separate. It's going to naturally flow into the people that he has put in our lives to be born into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been working with women inside the redeemer time coaching program. And we are specifically, we, we don't jump into our calendars first because mm-hmm. what I find is I can help you come clean up your calendar, right? We can get things all looking nice and neat little tidy, um, you know, time blocks and routines and habits and, you know, all those things and, and make things look really pretty. But if you haven't really laid the foundation of like, what does my with God life even look like? You know, wh- mm-hmm. what's, where is God leading me in these eight key areas that we talk about? Um, but then, yeah, we could be scheduling a lot of things, but they may not be what he is saying to us. So in the program, we go through creating a with God vision. And then from that, we break it up into intentions and goals and then priorities, and then, you know, kind of fleshing it out through plans. And so 
This one question has come up quite a bit for them and honestly for me over the years. And I thought immediately of you, which is one of the reasons why I really wanted to, you know, have you on um, at this time. But here's my question. So in a world full of conflicting messages, right, all the voices and lots of noise, like we've already talked about, how do we know when it's his voice or when it's our great idea, right? Or when it's somebody else's that's kind of being superimposed either directly or indirectly, <laughs> right? I, I believe it's called discernment. <laughs> how, like, how, how much time do we have? <laughs> I know, I know. So yeah, we're going to have to do the clip oh. notes version. But I mean, I think we second guess and say, well, was that God mm-hmm. on my heart or was that just me? Like, did I hear his voice or is this just me like saying it and saying it's him and just asking for a rubber stamp? So yeah, just kind of maybe yeah. some thoughts to get us thinking. We're not going to, you know, fix it all today. I know that. Oh, but... good. Okay. I'm not going to end world hunger <laughs> today or figure this all out. But um, again, I, there's a couple layers here. You know, I, I love it when people say, how do I know if it's God's voice or it's just my great idea? I'm like, maybe God just gave you that great idea. You know, sometimes it's pretty simple. Like, oh my gosh, like if, if something creative comes to you and it's loving and good and will bless other people, why wouldn't that be God's idea? Now, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it's, it's the execution. It's the playing it out that becomes the work. You know, because God's voice is always about loving uh, other people, bringing in his kingdom ideas and creativity. So a lot of times I say, well, it very well could be God's idea that's coming into your mind. Mm -hmm. Now let's pray about timing and strategy. So Mm -hmm. I think the deeper, the deeper layer there is, um, you know, get into your Bible that is, that is the number one thing that I tell people is if you don't know if it's your voice or God's voice, then begin to learn what his language, begin to learn what his voice sounds like. And the very best way to do that is to read scripture. And if you don't know where to start, then study, start with the life of Jesus, study him. What does he say? How does he interact with people? And that will help you really understand, Oh, this is what God's voice sounds like. And um, one of the things that I love is James. Okay. Hopefully I'm going to get the address right here, but in the book of James, it's um, in, I think it's chapter three, verses 17 and 18. Anyway, you can go back and correct me in your show notes if I'm wrong, but there are just a couple of verses that talk about what is kingdom wisdom. Mm. And if it is in line with it's, it's loving and it's pure and it doesn't have this self-serving agenda. It's merciful towards other people. Then it's, then it's likely God's voice because that's how he operates. He talks to us with love and openness. Um, and so, you know, actually, I actually found it in my book. It's on page 80, 88 and 89. Yeah, right. James, James 3, 13 through 18. But the bottom line is this, you know, is it pure? So the first thing to consider that God's voice will be clean and clear and true and modest. It's not going to have all kinds of inappropriate or worldly suggestions. I know that that sounds maybe a little teetotaling, but you know, you can tell the difference between God's voice and what the world is trying to suggest. Um, the second question that you can ask is, is it filled with peace? So does this thing that I'm hearing, is this, this, this idea in my spirit, is it peaceful? Does it bring about loving solutions to a world that's in pain? Is it, does it bring about harmony in my relationships? Does it calm my heart? Does it give me peace to hear this word? Mm. So those are all indicators that it could be him. The third question you could ask, 
yeah. yeah is is it considerate and does it does it yield to other people so does mm-hmm. it show kindness and a general awareness of other people's feelings so if it's super self-serving and it's really just about you it probably needs to be examined for number sure. four is it full of mercy and good deeds so God's voice is always calling us deeper into kindness and generosity and compassion and leading us deeper into the fruit of the spirit. So if it brings love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, then that is very likely him. And then lastly, the last question is, is it impartial and sincere? So plainly stated, is it, is it my personal agenda and kind of how I want to control my circumstances or the people around me? Or am I releasing control and letting the Holy Spirit guide my life, guide their life with an open hand and open heart? So um, that's a real quick flyby there. But I really do love James chapter three for that reason. I feel like it's a great place to start. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, what came to my mind when you were talking about that is the whole way that, you know, someone who works for um, whatever organization that's trying to identify counterfeit they don't spend all their time studying all the counterfeit $20 bills out there, right? What do they do? They study the real deal, the real $20 bill. And then because they know that $20 bill so well, when they come across the counterfeit, they know it like immediately they're like, and that's not it. And so as I think about like God's word, like, yeah, why do I even spend time trying to evaluate and, and listen to all these other voices that I already know are not truth? Instead to really like just focus in on the truth. And then when something, you know, kind of triggers in my brain and goes, that doesn't feel like that's in line with what I know to be true about God's word, because I've been in it. Um, then our radar is going to go up and, and we're going to have that, uh, have that sense that maybe that isn't his voice. Yeah. And I feel like a word for women, a lot of the women I work with, and I'm guessing you too, Lisa, is so many women ask this question, is it me? Is it him? Because they don't, they don't trust themselves. Right. So I really feel like a word for women in this culture right now, at least in this Western American culture is to begin to trust ourselves and trust that the Holy, if the Holy spirit is living inside you, he is downloading solid ideas, wisdom and knowledge and things that you know the lie is just coming in that you are starting to believe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I know maybe somebody else is wiser or better than at this than me. And I feel like the Lord is like, no, I'm telling you this. And you know, you know more than you think, you know, so trust yourself. Yeah. And I think also with that trusting him, right? Because I know that if I am off on something, you know, so say I've gone through those initial, you know, tests that you just took us through and it feels like, yeah, I feel like this is an alignment. And so I, maybe I start taking steps in that direction. Mm-hmm. I trust that my God is big enough that he's not like, oh, well now it's too late. She's already going in that direction that he is going yeah. to redirect if I am not in alignment, you know, with where he wants me to be. I think oftentimes you're right. We, we stay stuck on this, on the other side of things and never starting to move forward because we're so afraid of that first step. And afraid of, is this the right direction? You know, and we just stand at the crossroads and like, ah, I'm afraid to take a step in any direction because it could be wrong as opposed to, no, I'm just going to trust him that he is big enough to redirect if there is some tweaking that needs to happen or if I'm completely going on the wrong path. Like God has very clearly put some roadblocks in my path over the years, right? And I'm like, okay, we're going to about face. (laughs) Apparently this is not the direction that you want me to go or maybe just not right now, right? We talked about 
Yeah. I think the reason a lot of us get stuck, at least I know I do, is because I'm making it all about me. So I'm afraid to move forward in what I feel like God's saying, because what are other people going to think? And what if I disappoint them? And what if they don't agree with me? But if it, if I can flip that script and say, okay, Lord, how is this going to bless somebody? If I don't step out and follow you in this bold way, who's missing out because I'm not doing this. So if it's super self-focused, then I will just stop and stay stuck and hole up. But if it, if I can flip that script and begin to think about other people and the love and the blessing that God can bring about through me Mm. and problems that I can solve in other people's lives, then I'm just more emboldened to be like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's the abiding, right? When we are abiding, then it's really just him flowing through us and producing the fruit. When we are trying to be the branch by ourselves, we're like mustering up all the strength to like, you know, push that fruit out ourselves, which, you know, we all know a branch can't do that by itself. And yet, you know, we sometimes try to do that. And so when, when we're letting him flow through us, it's going to be not focused on ourselves because we realize apart from him, we can do nothing, which includes discerning, you know, what it is that he's saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was just having a conversation with a client yesterday, and as a matter of fact, about fruit bearing trees. So that's a great analogy because when you're grounded and rooted and you're bearing fruit, like the fruit comes out of the tree, not for the tree, right? It's for the, for the people and for the creation, for the animals and the people to come and eat of that fruit and be nourished. So when we're grounded and growing in Christ and we're producing fruit because it's, it's naturally coming out of us, supernaturally coming out of us through the, through Christ in us, we don't want the fruit to just like fall on the ground and do nothing. It's for other people. And I back to your calendar, you know, you're talking about, you know, we could clean up our calendar and block all kinds of time. And immediately I was thinking, if you look at your calendar and it is not congruent with what God is speaking to your, your, your heart of hearts, then -hmm. it's worth doing another pass Mm because you could clean up your calendar. I could clean up my calendar. I could clean up my calendar and go, this is not my calendar. This is Lissa's calendar. I mean, like this could be for somebody else. Like somebody else's cleaned up God aligned calendar could look very different than yours. So you have to kind of bring it back to that centered place and be like, okay, but what is God actually telling me to do? Like, I remember when I, um, when I, when I stepped out into this business, I was actually doing social media work and contract work for a nonprofit and helping other people kind of get their messages out there communicating for them. And I was relatively bored. It sounds so terrible. I mean, I love these organizations, but I was like, Oh gosh, I'm so busy writing other people's newsletters and posting other people's social media. And immediately I had this impression in my mind from the Holy spirit. that was like, Megan, you are very comfortable encouraging and putting everybody else's stuff out in the world. Cause you can kind of hide behind it but you have a choice right now. Like you can step out from behind the quote unquote curtain and put, put the message that I've put on your heart out there. So if you're looking at your calendar and you're looking at your time and you're like, man, if you're, if you're feeling super peaceful and energized and congruent, then you're in a good spot. Go for it. Like keep doing what you're doing. But if you look at your calendar and we're just saying the word calendar, as far as like time and space, And it just, something feels off because you know, in your heart, the Holy Spirit is prompting you, inviting you into something different. Then I think it's worth taking another pass and doing the work with someone and with the Holy Spirit to really go, okay, what am I avoiding? Why am I avoiding it? And how can we get this aligned with the Lord? I love that. And that's that's why we say all the time around here that busy 
is not just a disordered schedule or to-do list. It's a disordered heart, right? And, and, and yes, you, Jesus said where your treasure is there, your heart will be also that applies to our finances. So look at your bank account, right? It also applies to our time, uh, where it's truly being invested. And so, you know, I, we've talked about this in the podcast and sometimes it's a little scary to actually like, honestly, look at where your time is going. Um, and, you know, and really do a, a, a with God time audit and say, okay, here's where I've been investing my time. Is this where you're calling me to invest? Um, and a lot of times we, you're, you're right. We feel that stirring of just, I, I, I don't, I'm not. Um, and, and I can relate to you because I, when I turned 40, I, I really clearly felt him just tap me on the shoulder and say, I have put some gifts and things inside of you. And you've been just kind of pushing them in the corner and, and being quiet with them. And it's time for you to start stepping out. And I had no idea what that was going to look like. Right. And, you know, and it's been a journey over the last 10 years, just like you of just like leaning in and listening and, and getting a vision with him of what that looked like. And then starting to, you know, move, taking action and, and seeing him make it even better than anything that I could have ever dreamed or imagined. But it took yeah having that unsettledness in our, both of our spirits and then being willing mm-hmm. to push pause on, on what we're doing or not doing and, and lean and listen. So I love that. I love that. So many great things. I've been loving your book and the companion journal um, to really help listen to his voice and then know what he's calling me to do. So tell us before we go a little bit more about your book and the journal, um, you know, just real quick, you know, why you wrote it, what readers can expect from it and where to find it. Okay. Well, the journaling is really what prompted it. So I learned about what's called something called two-way journaling um, from a guy named Mark Berkler of Communion with God Ministries. And I was just, I don't know, in some Facebook group at some point, and he was leading this idea of, you know, did you know that you can write and journal and write down all your thoughts and then stop and listen for the Lord and say, Lord, show me your perspective on this. What do you want me to know? How would you, how would you come in and, and, and speak to my heart about these things. So I was practicing that for a long time, which was amazing. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's one thing to journal and just like get all your stuff out and close it up and walk away. But I feel like there's just, we're leaving a lot on the table, a lot of just kingdom wisdom. If we don't stop and say, Lord, what do you want to say about this so that I can be renewed and refreshed in the truth. So that's how the journal came to be. And, um, and it, it was like, release what you are thinking, receive what he wants to give you. But then one morning about a year ago or so, the Lord dropped another, like a deeper framework in my spirit. So once you hear him, what do you do with that? What's the truth that he wants you to know? How are you renewing your mind? And what is this exchange that he wants to make? So if we're constantly moving from flesh to spirit, so in Romans chapter eight, Paul very clearly says the flesh brings death and the spirit brings life. So that's what this practice is. It's kind of getting real about the flesh and being okay. Like what is bringing death physically, emotionally, spiritually to my body and my mind? How do you want to exchange that for your spirit of life? And so you, the journal really is about finding that crux, that crossroads of of flesh to spirit. And what is he exchanging? And then what do you do with that? What faith filled action is he, is he prompting you to make? Do you feel any resistance in your spirit? It's like, oh, I don't know. I'm scared to do this. I don't really know. So it's it's a really cool process of listening and then strategy. How do you walk it out? And so I was going to publish the journal because I had I was invited back to a retreat to lead ladies through it. And immediately when I was working in the fall on the journal, the Holy Spirit was like, Megan, 
you can publish the journal and it'll be, it'll be good. It's a great, it's a great experience with me. But if you really want people to understand that God, that I got, that I speak to them, how do I speak to them? Anchor this journaling in, in biblical concepts and you just need to flesh it out and you need to write the book. Mm. So that was just another moment of me reorganizing my calendar because the Lord was like, you need to write the book so that people can have the most transformational experience when they're journaling because they've read the deeper kind of thesis behind it. So that's how that came to be. And then just busted it out in about four and a half months. So (laughs) it was just a spirit led endeavor for sure. Right. And when it's God led, right, it's amazing how he can make it happen so much faster when it's just us on our own strength and trying to force to happen. And I love that in this process, you were doing exactly what you're teaching women to do, to discern his voice, to listen, and then to take, you know, to take steps and to, and to be active in your faith in, in pursuing that. And so I know that this book has already blessed me. It's going to bless so many others. And so I would encourage, you know, anyone to go grab it. I know you can find it on Amazon, but you also do have a website. So go ahead and mention the name of your website. I'll put it in the show notes. And then if somebody wants to connect with you, what, what would that look like? Okay. Yeah, definitely. You can get on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I'm pretty sure too. Uh, my website is Megan, M-E-G-A-N, the letter B, Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N.com. So Megan B. Nilsen.com. And you can just kind of read all about me, the kind of coaching I do. And there's a little button on there. If people want to set up a connection call, it's totally free. Um, they can do that or they can follow me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or Facebook, uh, Megan Bradley Nilsen. So the socials, yeah. all the socials. Yeah, yeah. I love to hear. Oh, and I have my own podcast. So if I can make a shameless plug, we can like exchange podcasts. Sure. Uh, the kingdom, the kingdom life coaching podcast is where I am. And, uh, that's a great place to connect as well. Yes. You guys are going to love having Megan in your ear. Um, so make sure you go and follow that because she's got great content that just kind of takes us deeper into the, our walks and what that looks like fleshing it out in this earth, hard life place. Um, and just having her support is, is really invaluable. Now, do you see why I had to have Megan on the show? I absolutely love how she is helping busy Christian women like you and like me hear his voice, know his voice, and follow his voice, because that's the key to living the with God life. So are you intentionally listening to his voice? It takes making space for it. Before we go, I want to give a personal testimony about Megan's new book and journal, Untangled Faith. Recently, I was really seeking the Lord's direction on an important decision. Often I'll sit in prayer, but not sure I really hear him talking. So I end up moving forward, trusting he'll redirect me if I'm headed the wrong way. Anyway, this time I grabbed my untangled faith journal and walked through the beautiful exchange journaling process, which prompts you to get quiet before him, pour out your heart to him, then write what you hear him saying back to you. The next day, I went back and reread what I had written, and I was amazed at how clearly he was showing me how to leave my burdens at his feet and pick up his truth instead to move forward with what he was impressing on my heart to do. You may have heard me talk about how I'm spending my 50th birthday with her redeemed year. Yes, I'm celebrating for an entire year, and I'll be working through a process of spiritual formation that involves releasing what's held me in bondage so I can freely walk with him and others in deeper fellowship. 
So this journaling format will be put to use as often as I see how he wants to redeem me. I can't wait to see what he does. If you want to discern his voice over all the others, including your own, I highly recommend grabbing a copy of Untangled Faith, both the book and the journal. You can find it on Amazon, and then you'll experience the beautiful exchange for yourself as you listen to his voice. And if you want to walk out what he's saying by making the best use of your time, be sure to grab one of my 50th birthday, find the time calls to start listening and doing. I'll drop the Amazon link and free call link in the show notes to make it easy for you. But before you go add it to your cart or to your calendar, let's pray and invite him to speak to our hearts. Dear Lord, thank you that you want to be with us in the hard and that you are not silent. We confess that we are the ones who fill our life with so much busyness and noise such that we can hardly hear your voice. Quiet our spirits to tune our heart frequency to you so we can hear your voice, know your voice, and follow your voice. Thank you that you speak clearly through your word and through your spirit. May we put down our agendas and control in order to hear what it is that you want to say to us. Give us discernment to hear and confidence to take that next step, knowing that you are with us. We can't wait to hear from you and see how you work in and through us. Be glorified in the beautiful exchange as we live out our untangled faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, my friend, for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.